0: Welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Golden Bird. In the days of old, there was a king who had a beautiful pleasure garden behind his castle, and in this garden there was a tree that bore golden apples. After the apples became ripe, they were counted, but on the very next morning, one was missing. This was reported to the king, and he ordered the tree to be guarded every night. Now the king had three sons, and at nightfall he sent the oldest to the garden. When midnight came, however, he could not prevent himself from sleeping, and the next morning another apple was missing. The following night the second son had to keep watch, but he did not fare any better. When the clock struck twelve, he fell asleep, and in the morning another apple was missing. Then it was the third son's turn to keep watch. He was also ready, but the king did not trust him and thought he would do even worse than his brothers. Finally, he gave him permission, and the young prince lay down under the tree, kept watch, and fought off sleep. When the clock struck twelve, there was a rustling above him, and in the moonlight he saw a bird flying through the air. The bird's feathers were made of pure gold and glistened as it descended onto the tree. When the bird pecked off an apple, the young prince shot an arrow at it, The bird flew off, but the arrow clipped one of the golden feathers, and it dropped to the ground. The young prince picked up the feather, brought it to the king the next morning, and told him what had happened during the night. The king assembled his counselors, and everyone declared that a feather like this was worth more than the entire kingdom. "'If the feather is so precious,' the king announced, "'then one alone won't do for me. I must have, and intend to have, the whole bird.'" So the oldest son set out, he believed he would certainly find the bird, because he was so clever. After he had gone a short way, he saw a fox sitting at the edge of a forest, took aim with his gun, and was about to fire when the fox cried out, "'Don't shoot! I'll give you some good advice if you hold your fire. You're on the right way to the golden bird, and tonight you'll come to a village where you'll see two inns facing each other. One will be brightly lit, with a great deal of merrymaking inside.' Be sure you keep away from that place. Instead, you should go into the other inn, even though it looks dismal. How can such a foolish beast give sensible advice? thought the prince, and he pulled the trigger. However, his shot missed the fox, who stretched out his tail and dashed quickly into the forest. Then the prince continued his journey, and by evening he arrived at the village where the two inns were standing. In one of them there was singing and dancing while the other appeared rather dismal and shabby. "'I'd certainly be a fool,' he thought, "'if I were to stay at that dismal-looking inn "'instead of staying at this fine one here. "'So he went into the cheerful inn, "'lived to the hilt like a king, "'and forgot the bird, his father, "'and all the good lessons he had ever learned. "'After some time had passed, "'it became clear that the oldest son would not return. "'Therefore the second son set out to look for the golden bird.' Like the oldest son, he too met the fox, who gave him good advice that he did not heed. He came to the two inns and saw his brother at the window of the inn in which there were sounds of carousing. When his brother called out to him, he could not resist. He went inside and began living only to satisfy his lust. Some more time passed, and now the youngest prince wanted to set out and try his luck, but his father would not let him. It's no use, the king said. He'll have less of a chance of finding the golden bird than his brothers, and, if he has a mishap, he won't know how to fend for himself. He's not the smartest person in the world. However, the prince kept insisting, and the king finally gave him permission to set out. Once again the fox was sitting at the edge of the forest, pleaded for his life, and gave good advice. Since the young prince was good-natured, he said, Don't worry, little fox, I won't harm you. You won't regret it, answered the fox. Now climb on my tail, and I'll help you get there more quickly. No sooner did the prince sit down on the fox's tail than the fox began to run, and he went uphill and down dale so swiftly that the wind whistled through the prince's hair. When they came to the village, the prince got off the tail, followed the fox's good advice, and, without looking around, entered the shabbier inn. After spending a pleasant night there, he went out to the field the next morning and found the fox already sitting on the ground. "'I'm going to tell you what else you've got to do,' said the fox. "'If you go straight ahead, you'll eventually come to a castle. In front of this castle, there's a whole troop of soldiers lying on the ground, but don't pay any attention to them, for they'll all be snoring and sleeping. Go right through the middle of their ranks, and straight into the castle. Next,' you're to go through all the rooms until you come to a chamber where the golden bird is hanging in a wooden cage. Nearby you'll also find a golden cage, hanging just for decoration. But be careful not to take the bird out of its plain cage and put it into the splendid one. Otherwise you'll be in for trouble. Upon saying these words, the fox stretched out his tail again, and the prince sat down on it. The fox raced uphill and down dale so swiftly that the wind whistled through the prince's hair. When the prince arrived at the castle, he found everything just as the fox had said it would be. Upon entering the last room, he saw the golden bird sitting in its wooden cage, and also a golden cage beside it. The three golden apples were lying about the room as well. The prince thought it would be ridiculous to leave the beautiful bird in the plain, ugly cage. So he opened the door, grabbed hold of the bird, and put it into the golden cage. At that very moment, the bird uttered a piercing cry that caused the soldiers to wake up. They rushed inside and took him off to prison. The next morning, he was brought before the court, and after he confessed to everything, he was sentenced to death. However, the king said he would spare his life under one condition the prince had to promise to bring him the golden horse that ran faster than the wind. If he did, he would receive the golden bird as his reward. The prince set out, but he sighed and grew sad, for he did not know where to find the golden horse. Suddenly he saw his old friend the fox again, sitting by the roadside. "'You see,' said the fox, "'all this happened because you didn't listen to me. "'However, keep your spirits up. "'I'm here to assist you, and I'll tell you how to get the golden horse.' First, you must go straight ahead until you come to a castle where the horse is standing in the stable. There will be grooms lying on the ground in front of the stable, but they'll be snoring and sleeping, and you'll be able to lead the golden horse out of its stall with ease. But make sure you put the plain wooden and leather saddle on the horse, and not the golden one that's hanging nearby. Otherwise, you'll be in for trouble. Then the fox stretched out its tail, and the prince sat down on it. The fox raced uphill and down dale so swiftly that the wind whistled through the prince's hair. Shortly after, everything happened as the fox said it would. The prince entered the stable where the golden horse was standing. However, when he was about to put the saddle on the horse, he thought, I'd be putting this beautiful horse to shame if I didn't give it the fine saddle that it deserves. Yet no sooner did the golden saddle touch the horse than it began to neigh loudly, which caused the grooms to wake up they seized the prince and threw him into prison. The next morning, he was sentenced to death by the court. However, the king promised to spare his life and grant him the golden horse, as well, if the prince would fetch him the beautiful princess from the golden castle. Now the prince set out with a heavy heart, but fortunately for him he soon encountered the faithful fox. I really should leave you to your bad luck, said the fox, but I feel sorry for you, and want to help you out of your difficulty. This path leads directly to the Golden Castle. You'll arrive there in the evening, and at night, when everything's quiet, the beautiful princess will go to the bathhouse to bathe herself. When she goes there, you're to run up to her and give her a kiss. Then she'll follow you, and you can take her with you. But don't allow her to take leave of her parents, otherwise you'll be in for trouble. The fox stretched out his tail, and the prince sat down on it. The fox raced uphill and down Dale so swiftly that the wind whistled through the prince's hair. When he arrived at the Golden Castle, it was just as the fox had said it would be. The prince waited until midnight, when everyone lay in a deep sleep and the beautiful maiden went to the bathhouse. Then he ran up to her and gave her a kiss. She said she would gladly go with him, but she implored him with tears to let her say farewell to her parents. At first he resisted her pleas, but when she kept on weeping and fell at his feet, he finally gave in. But no sooner did the maiden approach her father's bed than he and everyone else in the castle woke up, and the prince was seized and put in prison. The next morning the king said to him, Your life is worth nothing, and you'll be pardoned only if you take away the mountain that's lying in front of my window and blocking my view. If you successfully perform this task within eight days, you shall have my daughter as reward." The prince began to dig and shovel without stopping, but when he saw how little he had accomplished after seven days, that all his work amounted to nothing, he gave up all hope and became very depressed. However, on the evening of the seventh day, the fox appeared and said, You don't deserve my assistance, but just go and get some sleep. I'll do the job for you. The next morning, when the prince awoke and looked out the window, the mountain had vanished. His heart filled with joy, and he rushed to the king and reported that he had completed his task. Whether the king liked it or not, he had to keep his word and give him his daughter. The prince and the king's daughter now set out together, and it did not take long before the faithful fox joined them. "'Nothing could be better than what you have now,' said the fox. "'But the golden horse goes along with the princess from the golden castle.' "'How am I to get it?' asked the prince." "'I'll tell you,' answered the fox. "'First you must bring the beautiful maiden to the king who sent you to the golden castle. "'There will be enormous rejoicing, and they'll gladly give you the golden horse. "'When they lead it out, mount it right away, and shake hands with everyone, and say goodbye. "'Make sure that the beautiful maiden is the last person, "'and when you have clasped her hand, swing her up to you in one motion, and gallop away. "'Nobody can possibly catch you, for the horse runs faster than the wind.' Everything went as planned, and the prince carried off the beautiful maiden on the golden horse. The fox followed them, and then he said to the prince, "'Now I'll help you get the golden bird. As you begin approaching the castle where the golden bird's being kept, let the maiden get down from the horse, and I'll look after her. Then ride the golden horse into the castle courtyard. There will be great rejoicing at the sight of the golden horse, and they'll carry out the golden bird. As soon as you have the cage in your hand— Race away and fetch the princess. After this plan had also been successfully carried out, and the prince was about to ride home with his treasures, the fox said, "'Now I want you to reward me for my help.' "'What would you like?' asked the prince. "'When we come to the forest, I want you to shoot me dead and cut off my head and paws.' "'What kind of gratitude is that?' said the prince. "'I can't possibly do what you wish.' If you won't do it, I'll have to leave you. But before I depart, I want to give you one last piece of advice. Beware of two things. Don't buy flesh that's bound for the gallows, and don't sit on the edge of a well. Upon saying that, the fox ran into the forest. What a strange animal, the prince thought. He's got all kinds of weird notions. Who would want to buy flesh bound for the gallows? and I've never had any desire to sit on the edge of a well. He continued his journey with the beautiful maiden, and his way led again through the village where his two brothers had remained. Upon noticing that there was a great commotion and uproar, he asked what was going on, and was told that two men were about to be hanged. When he came closer to the scene, he saw that the men were his brothers, who had committed all sorts of terrible acts, and had squandered all their possessions. He asked whether they could be pardoned in some way. If you're willing to buy their freedom, the people answered, but why would you want to waste your money on such evil criminals and set them free? However, he did not think twice about it and purchased their freedom. When they were released, he continued the journey in the company of his brothers. After some time they came to the forest where they had first met the fox, and since it was cool and lovely there, and the sun was very hot, the two brothers said, Let's go over to the well and rest a while. We could also eat and drink. He agreed, and during their conversation he forgot the fox's warning and sat down on the edge of the well, not suspecting anything evil. But the two brothers pushed him backward into the well, took the maiden, the horse, and the bird, and went home to their father. Not only have we brought you the golden bird, they said to the king, but we've also got the golden horse and the maiden from the golden castle. There was a great celebration, but the horse refused to eat, the bird did not sing, and the maiden sat and wept. Meanwhile, the youngest brother managed to survive. Fortunately, the well had been dry, and he fell on soft moss without harming himself. For a while he could not get out, but his faithful fox stood by his side even then and helped him out of his dilemma. He jumped down the well and scolded the prince for not listening to his advice. "'But I won't abandon you,' the fox said. "'You'll soon see the light of day.' "'The fox told him to grab his tail and hold it tightly. "'Then he pulled him up to the top. "'You're still not completely out of danger,' the fox said. "'Your brothers were not positive that you had died, "'so they've ordered that the forest be surrounded by guards "'who are to shoot you on sight.' "'Along the way the prince came across a poor man "'with whom he exchanged clothes.' That was how the prince succeeded in reaching the king's court without being recognized. However, the bird began to sing, the horse began to eat, and the beautiful maiden stopped weeping. The king was astonished and asked, What does all this mean? I don't know, said the beautiful maiden, but I was sad, and now I'm very cheerful. I feel as if my true bridegroom had come. She told the king what had happened, even though the two older brothers had threatened to kill her if she revealed anything. The king ordered everyone in the castle to gather around him, and the young prince appeared also as a poor man in rags. But the princess recognized him at once and embraced him. The godless brothers were seized and executed, while the youngest married the beautiful princess and was designated heir to the king. But what happened to the poor fox? Well, Many years later, the prince went walking through the forest again and encountered the fox, who said, "'Now you have everything you desired, but there's been no end to my misfortune, even though it's been within your power to free me.' Once again, the fox implored him to shoot him dead and cut off his head and paws. This time, the prince did it, and no sooner was it done than the fox turned into none other than the brother of the beautiful princess.' Who was finally released from a magic spell that had been cast over him? Now nothing more was missing from their happiness as long as they lived. The End. The Brothers Grim Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non Commercial, No Derivatives license. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Sipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover, off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments. Or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening.